Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Event Tech Podcast. That gentleman over there from Endless Events, he is the comfortable Will Curran. And that man over there is the man from Event Technology Consulting, Brent Kruger, who is very, very stupendous today. Stupendous. I feel like I've been stupendous before, but maybe. All right, let's wait. Random start- you're the real. You're okay. the snob. Oh, here's a good one. The snobbish Brant Kruger. Could be. Could be. I am very Could be today. I think we're going to be very snobby today about our yeah. very particular word choice. Um and when it comes to this topic. Yes, yes. Well, I think it's very it's a very enlightening topic. One with I'm sorry, it's my snobby voice. Um <laughs> it's my Thurston Howell voice. Love That's what it. I say. It sound Love like when it. I talk about tea. <laughs> yes. You do sound a little like that when you're talking about tea. It's a fine it's a, uh, it's a matcha. Assam tea. It's a matcha. <laughs> Have you tried matcha? You didn't steam it at the right temperature, you know? Uh, You're supposed to put oh, it at yeah. 75 degrees Celsius. Oh, 75. I heard 74 and a half. <laughs> See, this is what happens. You go to a vent brew one time, and then now you come back, and now we're all snobby. I'm all attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, a couple, couple, we did a couple of them. Uh, Nick and I snuck another one in. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I was feeling salty on a certain topic. I'm kind of salty today too. So, it's, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, what we're what we kind of thought we'd talk about today is a question that I get asked a fair fair amount, um, kind of through uh, through our class, uh, the class that I teach at ELI, um, and uh, you know, and a couple other venues is is kind of what's the difference between an AV company and a production company. And I've kind of got my take on it. I know you've got, got your take on it. And, you know, there's also a lot of articles out there. I think some, some of which I think are just shooting for the, hey, you know, people Googled this, so we should probably title an article <laughs> called, is there a difference between AV like and production? Two paragraphs, yeah. too, right, of some of these right. articles. Yeah, yeah. So it's like clearly just going for the hits. And so um, not that there's anything wrong with that, not that we've never been guilty of that, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that I think it's worth having a little bit deeper conversation about because there are differences between the two models uh, of, of, of companies. Um, and I think what you get out of them uh, can be very different depending on who you go with. That's so true. I mean, like, let's be honest, I'm not even going to lie, Endless, but primarily it uses the words, we are an event production company. But the thing is, when I say production company, I all the time get people, oh, so you make movies. Mm. So we also, so when I'm talking to some people, if I they, if I don't see their eyes light up when they go event production company, I usually follow it up with, we're an AV company. And then sometimes they're like, oh, okay, cool, you do AV. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and on that end. So I definitely am excited for us to um, put our stake in the flame, or stake in the flame. Stake in the <laughs> I like fire. That. Let's, let's put a oh, stake in the flame. Stake in the flame. Mm, delicious steak. For, for, <laughs> for what is the what is the difference uh, on what it looks like? Uh, because I think that definitely we have our and I will say I think a, opinions might be the right word. There might not be necessarily facts around this right. one. One hundred percent. Right. I don't have facts to back this up. <laughs> that's why I need the sound effects. That's, that's my Herman Cain, in case you didn't know. Right. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so, so you know, I think you bring up a really interesting point. That's that's not a bad uh, starting block for us, which is, um, you know, it can be different depending on who you're talking to, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's something we've talked about on this show and others, and and I think you guys have touched on it on Event Brew, um, is kind of defining 
you know, when you're trying to tell someone what you do, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's such a kind of a muddy verse and it really depends on if you're someone who's adjacent to the industry, knows anything about the industry. Um, you know, when I say I'm a technical producer, you know, that sometimes is like, oh, oh okay, cool. And like, people seem to know exactly what that is. And then other times it's like, uh, what, so what is that? What do you, you, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's the same kind of thing as like, so you make movies or you're in television. So, so you know, I, I think, um, I think that, you know, to a certain extent comes with the game, right? Is, is that mm -hmm. we're touring, you know, we have to tailor kind of who we're talking about. So I think, I think though, most people in the industry have at least heard those terms being floating yeah, float around, sure. right? So production company versus AV company. Well, it's interesting, I think, that you bring up about that, too, is that um, I think we're in an industry, too. I think we talked about Sound Vimper, where you can name yourself whatever you want to be. If you right. want to be a meeting planner today, you can be a meeting planner. Just call yourself a meeting planner, right? There's no, like, 100% certifications around it and things like that. And I think one of the big issues with the event production company versus the AV company is that you can just title yourself an event production company because you want all the benefits maybe that we list on here for what an event production company is versus an AV company. Um, and sometimes you might be like, oh, well, I, I everyone calls me an AV company, so I'll call myself an AV company. I think that's what's also really interesting as well. Is there's no, no one else is naming you. You name yourself. Right, right. Which then also leads uh, down to another thing, and we can maybe touch on this later, is that then it, it leads people to perhaps use the wrong name or, you know, or a name that is like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're a production company. Yeah, are you? <laughs> you, know, you, know you know what I mean? Um, and a lot of companies that were previously branded as AV companies are, are starting to brand themselves as production companies. So, um, all right. So without further ado, let's, maybe let's start diving into... Um, what we think uh, kind of the main differences are. Yeah, yeah. so from what I've understood, um, the different, one of the biggest differences that I hear a lot of people say is that production companies do creative services, AV companies do not. AV companies are gear and labor, production companies are creative design and all those things like that. True or false? I think it's a delineation. I think it's a good point. I think um, it's, uh, again, where the lines start to get a little blurry because frequently uh, an AV company will come to the table with some ideas of, hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. You know, hey, you know, there's definitely a creative aspect to it unless they're acting as a true just order taker. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, and that's something that's 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 popped up in, in a couple of shows as well. It's kind of the order taker versus the professional. Um, and so, you know, is it, is it the kind of company that I'm saying that I'm coming to you saying, I want this many of this light, this many of this light, this many, at which point you're basically a rental company. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep, yep, but yep. so, so most of the time I would say there's some creative aspect to it. Right. So I don't think that's a hard delineator of creative versus, because unless you're truly a rental company, um, there's, there's usually some creative, uh, uh, aspects to it. It's like, so I'm usually going to come to you and say, okay, here's what we've got for general session. Here's what we've got this many breakouts. Um, you know, here's a rough idea of what the agenda is, you know, and then you're, you know, the AV company is going to come back to me with say, okay, this is what we think is going to cover you. So I think, and I think there is some creativity to that, right? Of especially once budget gets involved, uh, you know, okay. And you know, I, I usually go for the shoot, the, shoot for the moon first and then say, you know, okay, that's ridiculous. Uh, we can't afford that. But I find having the shoot for the moon conversation, that's a whole nother topic for another day. But I find having mm -hmm. those shoot for the moon conversations are really useful. 
Um, but then also being realistic about, okay, here's the budget, um, rather than coming straight out of the gate with the budget. I also, that's a whole nother conversation for another day is do you tell people your budget? Um, and I've, I've known planners vehemently uh, on, on, you know, uh, having their, their feelings about, you know, are they on one side or another? Like, oh, you never tell them your budget because that's, that's what you're going to come back with. Okay. Yeah. You know, or, or, yo, you have to tell them the budget because otherwise they don't know, you know, don't know where to be. And so I've definitely seen some really, um, my camp, your camp type stuff, which seems like everything these days is my camp, your camp. Um, so, so, you know, I guess my take on the creativity level is, is that there's always a level of creativity unless you're a pure rental company, but I think that's a delineation, right? That's a, you know, factor is how much creativity is involved. How much are they doing when it comes to design and, you know, really designing the experience? I think that trends more towards the production company. What do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like the, the, the ex full experience. And that's one thing I've kind of noticed too, is like event production companies, AV companies, they only do AV. Whereas production companies, you might also see them do furniture, design like yeah like um signage um you know things that are are complementary to the av services as well um and um i definitely see that 100 percent. i think that's another great check part checkbox that you put in there is that i think the production companies tend to lean more towards you know the the other stuff right you know av companies can usually get the stuff you know, it's like, hey, by the way, can you throw on, you know, we also need some tables and chairs or we also need this. They'll usually, in my experience, be like, uh, yeah, we can get that, you know, but, you know, it's not going to be something that they're more readily uh, having sources for. Whereas a lot of the production companies that I've worked with either have some of that inventory already, like they own it, um, uh, or um we'll also or we'll have the sources like they'll have trusted partners that like oh yeah we rent from court or you know oh yeah we get that stuff we've you know we've got a national uh sales rep at company xyz when it comes to that um so i think i think you're on to another good good checkbox there between the differences between a traditional and maybe that's more maybe that's fair as, as these lines have gotten blurred a traditional AV company versus a traditional production company, understanding that both can now blur a little bit. Yeah, that's what's interesting too. Is I think that that's one of the interesting things too. Is a lot of like blurring between the lines when it comes to it, um, and I, I definitely, especially when that leaning of wanting to 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 use other people's stuff. I mean, talk about hiring other people as well. I think that mm. I've also seen it that traditionally event production companies hire AV companies right. so they might manage an AV company or bring them in I think that's where like endless gets a little blurry though is because like so our model is all built on we don't own the equipment so we hire rental companies to rent the stuff but then we're producing and doing all the setup and everything like that so we're like this blur between AV company and production company but definitely I've noticed that production companies are usually totally okay subbing the entire AV to just an AV company yeah, absolutely. have you noticed that as well Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And I think that's another one of the big differences, just again, traditionally, maybe we should just put that asterisk on everything. And that way I can stop saying it. This is tradition, traditionally, <laughs> um, uh, production companies, uh, didn't, didn't own equipment. 
um, or don't own very much equipment. Um, you know, I know at uh, Metro uh, Connections, the company I used to work for out of Minneapolis, it was always kind of a, a discussion of like, does it make sense for us to own that or does it not make sense for us to own it? You know, and sometimes we would guess right and sometimes we would guess wrong. Of like, oh, yeah, that's going to go out a thousand times. We should totally buy it. And then it goes out four times and yikes, um, you know, we just ate that money for nothing. But then there's other times when, you know, we had a you know, had a client where we were on a three-year contract and we knew they were going to have 30 breakout sessions every year at least. So, okay, well, and maybe then it makes sense to, you know, buy a bunch of short throw projectors and some small AV rigs for, you know, laptop speakers and things like that and carts and, you know, drape kits and all that kind of jazz. Um, you know, that's especially spread out over three years. That's a guaranteed contract. That starts to make a lot of sense instead of hiring it out and renting it. I you got to have the space, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And then yeah, that yeah. that's definitely I think oh man, we're coming up with lots of good topics I think for the future. We probably should answer the question, should you buy gear or not buy gear? I don't think mm. we've ever answered that question before on uh, on the podcast before. Uh, um, yeah. I think we've touched on it in a couple different ways, but yeah, I mean yeah. that's 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 I mean that's always the uh it's tough because a lot of these topics are good topics but not necessarily, you know, half an hour topics or something like that. You know, well, the, the buy gear versus don't buy gear. It's like, well, do you have a space for it? Who's going to take care <laughs> of it? You know, where are you going to keep it? Are you going to keep it in like the unused cubicle down at the end of the hall or, you know, is it going to be in a closet that's going to get dusty? You know, there's, there's a lot of factors that I always just try and remind folks of yeah, whenever that comes well, up. I think we should talk. I think every time we say though that we're not going to be able to fill an episode with time though, we always end up <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> about that <laughs> yeah. we was finding a lot to well, talk about a, we'll ideas. never figure out a way to fill uh, even a half an hour about that and then 45 <laughs> hour later it's like oh yeah, yeah. We're like, oh yeah, let's do the history of uh, of Entech in the last decade. We can do this yeah. in thirty minutes, real quick. One hour later. <laughs> yeah, never underestimate Will and Brandt's ability to riff on something for so possibly good. far too long. Well, probably because the reason is why we just end up challenging each other right. too, and like you know, always doing that. But anyways, off topic on yeah. on on that one. So I got. So do you want another one? I just, I'm I'm coming with all these bullet points. And I'm kind of yeah. like I'm poking around the internet and kind of thinking about what I've heard a lot. You ready for another one? Yeah. All right. So the question becomes, do production companies focus on strategy? So like larger brand messaging, things like that versus an AV company who's going to say, give me your messaging, give me your PowerPoint and I'll project it. I'd say more so than AV, right? Uh, with our usual asterisks. Um, but a lot of the production companies that I know well, in a lot of the AV companies, to be fair, most of the people in our industry are like, hey, we'll do as much or as little as you want us to do, right? So if you're the kind of client that is way into the strategy and way into the theming and the branding and all that kind of stuff, you know, then either a production company or an AV company is going to be there to help you execute that. At the same time, I would lean, yeah, more towards a production company for helping me with that strategy and helping me come up with a theme. And, hey, what are you guys seeing, you know, as far as what's hot this year and what's not? I think um, uh, the, you know, the, the, the production company generally is going to be looking at those broader trends um, uh, with, uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to, I know I'm going to keep caveating this. So AV people, if you're listening right now, 
Don't get mad at anything I say in the next 15 minutes because I'm going to stop saying the words traditionally, has always been, that kind of thing. Okay, just we get it. There are plenty of AV companies that can help you out with a lot of the things that we're going to talk about. So I'm done apologizing for it, and I'm done <laughs> and I'm done caveating everything. So just understanding that from here on out, you know, don't get pissed off at anything that I say regarding this is what AV companies do. Um, so you know, the production companies uh, are, are going to help you be able to do uh, a little bit more on the strategy side than uh, than the AV companies. They're going to be a little bit more tuned into that. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I think one of the, the things that I've, I've kind of noticed as well when it comes to the strategy and talk about like the just give us the PowerPoint versus like bigger brand messaging strategy and things like that is that I've noticed also like production companies typically provide media at some point or at least offer to or want to be involved in the process of like creating PowerPoints, creating video, seeing the video content, right? Like they want to talk at a larger strategy. Like so, for example, like us, I think we've talked about in past episodes about those like super ultra wide screens. Like yeah, like a, maybe an AV company might say like, okay, cool, we're going to have an ultra-wide screen. Good, look, Just make sure you get your content in three by one. Whereas us, we're like, give us your content. Let's look at it. Let's see what the colors look like. <laughs> right. We want to like go beyond it because there's this pre-production work and maybe that's <laughs> teasing like other points further down the line. But like there's a little bit of pre-production work involved in it and somebody working with you that wants to make sure everything's kind of going beyond just the equipment and everything like that. Absolutely. And, and uh, I think it's also just differences in, in core competencies, right? And so, you know, the core competency of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the AV companies, I almost said it again, traditional AV companies, is, is going to be, you know, the gear and the, the, the people. Right, so the the techs mm -hmm. and the people, um, and that might include a graphics operator. But usually, most of the AV companies that I know don't have an on staff, um, you know, graphics crew, or you know, and I, I mean like creation, content creation, on staff designer when it comes to content creation, powerpoints, videos, and things like that. Um, whereas frequently, production companies will have that person on staff, someone who is there to help, you know, massage those PowerPoints into something that doesn't look like crap, like we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, mm -hmm. Someone there to help design, someone there to help, uh, you know, with the video that's there on staff, on staff videographers, um, things like that. Um, in addition, so it's it's another one of those things that's kind of a core competency thing that in my experience, the more of the production companies are gonna have those types of people on staff than, uh, than a traditional AV company. I think one total caveat that we need to make sure that we educate people on too, though, is just because we're saying they have this person on staff and they have this person, yada, 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 it doesn't mean that you're getting them for free. It doesn't right. mean that you're like all of a sudden, oh, yeah, because I hired a production company versus an AV company, all of a sudden I'm getting all these free strategy sessions and things like that. A lot of times you're paying for it in terms of pre-production work and hours and all those things like that and, and hiring a producer. Um, and that was kind of the thing that I think that I, I wanted to kind of tease um, was the um, – was that, yeah, like hiring a producer and what the, a producer's role is from the beginning um, as well. So, whew, man, but we can talk about that one really, really in depth. But um, Well, maybe we should leave that as a tease and take a moment. Um, I'm really super excited because, uh, and we teased this on a previous episode, that we have finally um, uh, sealed the deal. Uh, it's Valentine's Day as we record this, so we've sealed it with a kiss um, uh, with our first sponsor for the Event Tech Podcast. And I'm so excited because I've been able to kind of merge a couple of my worlds <laughs> together finally after, after a while, and that is the Event 
Leadership Institute. So, you know, we've we've mentioned it a few times on the show, but now we get to actually have them uh, as a sponsor of Event Tech Podcast. So I couldn't be more excited. Will, I, I just got to ask you, have, have you ever wanted to expand your, your education in this industry and found it difficult to get to conferences and things like that? Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, like, my travel schedule is crazy, and it seems yeah. like they're all happening weeks after weeks after weeks. Absolutely. And so one of the things that I love about Event Leadership Institute is that, first of all, it's cheaper than most conferences. Um, you know, you're not getting locked into any kind of contracts or anything like that. If, if you haven't heard about ELI, ELI is, is almost like it's almost like the Netflix of, of event industry content, right, uh, when it comes to education, right? So you can do either these individual courses, these professional, you know, enrichment courses, or you can do, uh, you know, a subscription rate where you can just do it, you know, monthly, pick away at it at a time. But I love this idea of being able to continue to educate yourself uh, in this industry um, on your own pace, at your own schedule. Because like you say, we're all traveling, we're all nuts, you know, we're working from, you know, six in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. But you know, you get an hour off here and you get an hour off there to be able to sit back and actually do. There are over 180 video courses on ELI. There's interviews with wow. industry leaders, there's white papers, there's eBooks, there's so much more than just my, my class on technical uh, meeting and event production. Um, there's topics all over the map. So there's business and sales, there's creativity and design, technical production, uh, career building, planning and logistics, strategy, ROI, dealing with venues, destinations. There's entire classes dedicated to wedding events. There's entire classes dedicated to different kinds of events that you might want to get into. Building a business, whether you're just starting out or you've been in this business 20 years, you're going to be able to find something on ELI that's going to work for you. And a lot of the ELI courses qualify for CMP credit. So you need to get those credit hours in. There's an easy way to do it right there. So be sure and check out eventleadershipinstitute.com. But don't just go to that website. Don't just go to that website. Check out eli4.me slash ETP, right? eli4.me slash ETP for a 20% discount on individual courses or a 20% off of that monthly membership. So be sure and check that out. Once again, that's eli4, the number four, dot me slash ETP to get that 20% discount. And we thank Event Leadership Institute for their support of the Event Tech Podcast. Now, Ooh. Will... Yeah, I got to work on trimming those down a little bit. I just, you know, I just, I, I, I bubble, you know. I, I get bubble. excited about it too. Yeah, I bubble and burble. And so I, I, I go on a little bit. So I'll, I'll talk to Mike over there and say, okay, what points do you really want me to hit in that? So <laughs> I hope I hope you guys get excited as, as I do when you, when you go and check it out. So thank you so much, Eli, for, for sponsoring it. Now, Will, you were teasing us before the break mm -hmm. about, about the your, about production companies and uh, maybe a little bit of the pre-production work. So what were, what were you hinting at there? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, as I started doing my research at what other people were saying about this and kind of what planners thought as well is that um, usually what I found is that on production companies, usually you have some sort of role that's there from the beginning. And we're not talking about like the salesperson, right? That like sold you the thing and then they're maybe going to show up on site and then they follow up with you, make sure you're happy. We're talking about like someone in addition to the salesperson who's working on the project management. They're called production managers. Sometimes mm -hmm. called producers. Sometimes they're called technical directors. There's a million other different roles, but usually there's someone there from the beginning to work with you on things beyond just order taking um, on there as well. Um, and I've noticed that on production companies, that's very, very common. Would you agree? 100%. 100%. That was, you know, when, when I first started noodling about this, 
um, actually for the class at, at ADLI, um, I was kind of thinking about the differences and, and kind of half jokingly, but also half seriously, paperwork is one of the big differentiators oh my gosh, between, yeah. between the two, right? So production companies, I feel like generate a lot more paperwork yeah. along the way regarding show schedules and, you know, keeping track of all the different vendors and when people show are designs. coming in and coming out, show design, you know, CAD drawings, uh, you show know, flows. show flows, absolutely. All of that pre production work can be offloaded uh, onto the production company, offloaded onto the producer and their team so that they're able to help you build this show um, you know, from soup to nuts. So I think that's I a it. huge differentiator is that kind of pre-production work. You know, so, the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, again, the AV company, the traditional AV company, generally, you know, they'll have a production manager who's assigned maybe uh, to, you know, to your group, but still to a certain extent, it's kind of you reach out and say, okay, this is what I need, or this is what's changed. And then they say, okay. <laughs> totally, totally. And what's funny is that I was, as I was doing some research, this one made me laugh really hard. I saw some actually on two different articles written that said, what's the difference between them? And they said, I mean, basically this fact, it said, most event production companies have a higher level of customer service than AV companies, <laughs> aka better text on site. And I feel like it's slightly a dig at one specific maybe uh, AV company. I was just wondering if maybe that came from a production company <laughs> website. Um, yeah, it, oh, it definitely did. It definitely yeah. did, and it was going on there. And I, as a production company, I'll tell you right now, that is a fake. That's not fake, but that's fiction right there. Yeah. That is uh, not a hundred percent true. I've seen some AV companies have amazing service. I think there's some production companies that have really bad service and I've definitely seen it on them. The important thing I think to know is that maybe that stems from the idea that you have a project manager, a producer holding your hand a little bit more beyond just the AV portion. That's also maybe why you feel like you're getting better service, but they, they even went as far to say they had better technicians on site and on site staff. And I was like, ah, okay, oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's not a little true. biased. Yeah, yeah. That's a little biased. Yeah. <laughs> so, Definitely yeah, I think so. Best. Yeah, there's a difference, there's a huge difference between quality of service and and services offered. You know, so the quality of service and the types of services offered, you know, are are two separate things. And so, yeah, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch in order to be able. And clearly, someone who's got a uh, an <laughs> a horse in the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, I got one last true or false statement for you before maybe if you have a d couple other ones. But yeah. I also saw on here too, um, someone said the fact that AV companies have more flexibility for competitive pricing. True or false? I think that's false. I think that's false. Why? Um, because anyone can rent uh, gear if you need to. Um, I think you know, when you own the gear, you, you do get maybe some flexibility in the cost of the gear, I suppose. Um, but, uh, well, okay, I'll rock it back. It's true and it's false because, okay. because I think there, I think there's a, there must be a reason that, that, uh, you know, traditional production company will still hire a traditional AV company as opposed to trying to do it itself. And I think it's just, again, different core competencies. Yeah, um, so sure. the AV company traditionally owns the gear and supplies the, the techs. Um, and so uh, the, the flexibility would come in the owning of the gear, right? You're not going to mm -hmm. be able to discount necessarily the techs, um, but you might be able to throw stuff in for free because you own it and you want to show it off. Definitely, How's that definitely. sound? How's that for that's... a waffle of not taking Ooh. true or false? <laughs> well, I think you bring up a really, really good point that almost might, um, and let me know if you feel like this is a good summary and conclusion of the whole thing, but I think the thing is that 
there's differences and nuances between both of these. You can have some AV companies that have great customer service that don't own any gear. You can have production companies that own gear, and there's so much nuance. So I think the important answer is that you can't just rely on what they describe themselves on the website or what how they describe themselves to you. You need to have a further conversation about what their model is and what they're doing. Because I've seen tons of production companies that are like, we do not do content, we do not do this PowerPoints, we don't do that, right? And I've seen production companies that own all the gear and have all the mm. techs in-house. I've seen it where production companies is two guys who just literally focus on having the best strategy and brand messaging ever. I think it's important that the that the label doesn't necessarily perfectly describe that company and what they need and what you need as a client as well. Yeah, and we hinted at that at the beginning that there might be people that are using uh, not the wrong label, but maybe a bit of a stretch um, on that label. So I think there are production companies that own gear and I think there are AV companies that do a little production. Does that make sense? Yeah. That sure. you know that the the traditional models um, that I said I wasn't going to mention again and have continued to mention throughout the show um, are still worth talking about because this idea of here's a company that doesn't own gear that does all the pre-production work that handles more of the design that handles all the other things besides AV related to your event like furniture like displays like carpet all of those kinds of things versus a company that provides the gear and the tech keeping those in mind I think is still beneficial um, understanding though that you can have an AV company that is able to help you with show flows, that is able to do CAD drawings, that is able to do design work, keeping in mind that you may have a production company that also owns gears, that may have contact with techs that they really like. Um, I've seen that as well, where uh, they start to lock into freelance techs. So even though they're still hiring, you know, individual AV companies from city to city, they're bringing along the techs that they know are going to be the best bet for their uh, for their clients. So you know, just even though I think it's important to understand the base models, understanding the the fundamentals of it, just knowing that you might be an AV company. There's an AV company that might be stretching into production. There's a production company that might be stretching into AV, and really. Pressing them on, um, you know, trying to get a vibe of how competent they are in that area. Because uh, unfortunately, like we've talked about in a lot of uh, other episodes, um, a lot of times people say yes first and then think about how are we going to do it? Or, oh, yeah, sure, we can help you with that. But maybe it's not their core competency. Preach. Preach. Yarp, should we bring it home? I think we got to bring this one home so then that way everyone can go continue and go continue their search whether yeah. they need an AV or event production company. Yeah, we want to know what you think, though, of course. Hashtag Event Tech Podcast. Let us know. Are there any significant differences that you feel like we left out? Um, also, let us know at eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com. What did we miss? What did we mess up? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I'm, I, that, I, I really think uh, that's when the AV companies start to get annoyed is when we try and pigeonhole them into the more <laughs> yeah, yeah they, and, and I get that I really totally. do um, but I think it is still useful to have that kind of initial uh, standpoint definitely definitely I couldn't agree anymore well thank you sir thank you for joining Th me as well, always thank you Brant this one's always it's always fun to get to talk about AV with you Yep, really excited for what's coming up here. We've got a lot of uh, things in the pipeline for new shows, uh, more than just Will and Brant talking about topics. We've got some guests lined up. Mm -hmm. We've been trying to be a little fussy. I'm not going to lie about it, about who we bring on the show, um, uh, because we get contacted a lot <laughs> for I want to be on the show. Um, and so we're trying to be a little bit fussy about that and make sure that we think it's going to be a topic that uh, you folks like. Speaking of topics, please do let us know at hashtag Event Tech Podcast or Event Tech Podcast at HelloEndless.com. 
on, the types of topics you'd like us to tackle. We've got some ideas kind of lined up, but we always want to know what you think as well. Be sure and check out eventtechpodcast.com. There you're going to see all the show notes, the links to all the resources shared, uh, the transcripts, all the ums and ahs are there in their full glory. Uh, links to subscribe in your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, all of the casts in all of the places. Um, and I think that just about does it for another episode of the Event Tech Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.